You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Here we go again, another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast coming your way. Guys, I tell you right now, one of my favorite times of year, right, is when I get the phone call from Sam Gaylord at Old Barn Taxidermy, and he goes, or this year it was actually Linda. This year, Linda left the message on my phone. It was like, hey, your head's ready. Come on down and get it. And so... Uh, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite times of year going down, visiting with Sam, watching, uh, the, the, the progress that they make on deer heads, watching, uh, how they do what they do. You know, he's given me tours several times. Uh, he's got this new form that he form company that he's created, uh, just all the irons in the fire. He's a good businessman and uh he's just a good person same with linda and the rest of the comp the people that work there at uh old barn and and i love going there and talking to him because like i mentioned in this podcast i get to walk away with a memory uh that i can look i can look on the wall at this inanimate object and all of these memories start flooding back into my head like where i was 
what the wind direction was, where I shot this buck, the blood trail, how it all went down. And, uh, dude, I'm telling you right now, it was, it was, it's just, I love looking at my deer mounts, uh, and, and my Euro skulls and, and my sheds. Uh, I used to be able to pick a shed off a wall and know exactly where I found it, where it came from, what property it came from. And I don't know if my brain is full or I, it's full and I had to get rid of stuff. I, I can't do, I can't do that anymore. Some of the special ones, some of the bigger ones, um, that I found, I, I can tell you exactly where those were found at, who I was with, but the, the, the insignificant ones, none of them are real insignificant, but, uh, some of them I've, I've lost that memory, if that makes sense. So maybe I'm getting dementia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But today's episode, man, it's a really great, uh, uh, it's a really great um, episode. I, I dive into taxidermy with Sam, right? We talk about uh, how him and Linda met and basically how this all go, comes together is Linda and, and Sam started dating and he goes, well, if you're going to date me, you got to be a hunter. You get, you get, you got to start hunting because that's how we're going to spend time together. And she's like, okay, I, I guess we can do that. And sure enough, he created a monster and now she is full blown bow hunter, hunter, uh, everything. Like she loves to go do it all. And, and, uh, we talk about that in this episode as well. Uh, before we get into today's episode, though, we are going to do some commercials like we always do. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen to these and not skip through them because uh, ultimately the people who you're going to hear about are the people who pay my bills and uh, and, and buy advertising space on this, on this uh, platform. And so I really would appreciate it if you would just sit back, relax, and listen to me talk about these uh, products for a moment. First on the list is Tethered Man. Um, I've been shooting my bow out of my, off my platform and in my saddle, just so I'm getting more comfortable with it. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling sturdy in it. I'm feeling confident in it. And it's just going to be a matter of time until I shoot, you know, my first deer this year out of a saddle. And, uh, um, my goal is to do it in several States. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into a saddle, in South Dakota because I'll be kind of spotting and stalking in mule deer country, but I'm going to have it with me just in case I, I see a opportunity to hop into a tree and, uh, and, you know, and maybe cut something off, uh, somewhere. Right. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it all comes together while I'm in a saddle this year. Uh, if you're looking for a great saddle company, go check out Tethered at tetherednation.com. They have platforms, they got saddles, they got saddle hunting accessories, everything you need, including the information and including the content to make you a better, uh, you know, to flatten the learning curve there at Tethered. So go check that out. Their new, uh, their new, newest saddle is called the Lockdown. So next on the list wasp archery huge fan and here in uh coming up in october i'm getting ready to do wasp week where i will dedicate an entire week of podcasts to uh the people who are part of the wasp community 
and uh, man, it's going to, you know, so far I've, I've got two recorded. I got one more to record. It's a really good episode and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, so if, if you are looking for a really, really good broadhead, go check out uh, wasparchery.com and I do have a discount code NFC20 and that's going to save you 20% off. Next on the list is Vortex Optics. I mean, you guys, they're everywhere, right? They have an apparel line that's money. They're bread and butter, which is optics, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, binoculars, uh, red dots, you name it, they have it. And it's uh, their VIP, uh, what is it? They, they got a VIP warranty out right now. Uh, and that means that if you break it, smash it, bust it, send it in for... Uh, they will fix it for free and then send it back to you, right? And that's how that right there is customer service at its finest. Be sure to check out the new line of binoculars that they that they have coming out. They have some new youth binos that are would be perf- like a perfect gift for a kid who's an outdoor enthusiast. And then they also have the new Triumph HD, uh, very affordable, very high quality uh, um pair of binoculars for anybody who wants a a very affordable style right there all right and then next on the list is ozonics you're going to be hearing me talk about ozonics this month and uh man i'll tell you right now i am a huge fan of o3 uh, the science behind how uh ozone works how it kills bacteria how it destroys scent profiles how it basically um I don't want to say eliminates 100% of the scent, but what it does is it dilutes it enough to where if your scent molecule hits a deer's nose, they don't run off like a banshee, like if they caught a full, you know, a full scent of you. And so I'm in, man, I want to say the past 13 years. I don't even know how long Ozonics has been a company. It's probably something I should know. But I've been in the tree with their very first unit that they ever made. And back then, it used to be the size of like damn near a a DVD player or a VCR. I mean, it was huge. And you had to take the screen out and you had to wash it uh, and and then put it back together. Now, you know, technology has advanced tremendously. And they have these little lightweight units you take into the tree with you. You can put them in a a closet or one of their uh they they sell like a a a garment closet to dry wash your clothes that means you're not having to wash your clothes every single day uh throughout the hunting season and i take advantage of that man Uh, i i let ozone do a lot of the work so uh ozone ozonics go check them out ozonicshunting.com and uh basically read up on all the the different units and how ozone uh can help you in and out of the woods so those are the commercials for today uh let's cut the chit chat and get into today's episode with sam and linda gaylord three two one all right so when i get the text messages or the phone calls from old barn taxidermy i get jumpy I get giddy. I get happy because I know that means I got to I got to go pick something up, something that I've put a lot of time, effort, energy uh, into. And I know now from working with Sam and Linda here for a very long time that I'm going to pick up something of the highest quality at uh, Old Barn. And uh, so I am excited today to 
be back at Old Barn podcasting with the the both of you and i mean the cherry on top is i get to pick up my deer head and take him home that is the cherry it is sweet is yeah. cherry. And what nice a great deer, deer head it was. Yes, it, is. Oh, man. it turned out great no offense mm-hmm. but the first deer head that you ever did mm-hmm. in 2016 of mine is still one of my favorites really yeah wow yeah and i i think you did that almost from scratch a little customization in the neck we've customized most all your stuff yeah yes yeah and so now that uh we're sitting here on uh, uh with the need the new uh, g2 form yep. <sighs> you got a g2 form baby yeah it looks great man so i'm very happy with the results as i always am and uh, i love talking you know one of my favorite things about working with you guys is in, in a lot of the companies that i work with is I'm a, I'm a huge fan of good people. And well, thank th- you. that's why I like working with you guys. You're just good people, man. Thank I, you. I think good people find good people. Yeah, Absolutely. I, mean, I believe that's, that. That's kind of been, always been my uh, take on things, I think. Yeah. So yeah. Works out good. So you're always busy. We're busy. Yeah, always busy. And the first thing I want to do here today is talk about the new uh, avenue of the company and that is the G2 forms. Sure. Okay. Sure. So talk to us a little bit about why you were like, hey, we need to start We need to start a, a form company. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of the driver of the G2 was uh, COVID. Uh, you know, the supply chain backed up, and the taxidermy industry was not uh, – it, it, it was in that same bullet as everybody else was. I mean, uh, we couldn't get mannequins like we might order – your mannequin dan for your deer today and we might get it in six weeks we might not it might get on back order and get kicked out of back. i mean it, it would just it got very very brutal trying to maintain a schedule mm-hmm. so you know being as we're in iowa and southeast iowa you know we never really had the the big shutdown mm-hmm. that the rest of the world had so we we worked through it i mean so we had to go through those battles of getting those mannequins in here and trying to keep somewhat of a schedule um i'd already been tinkering with the idea before that but at that point in my life i thought you know there's got to be a better way to do this yeah you know and um with g2 we didn't reinvent the wheel by any reason i mean there's a lot of decent good deer mannequins on the market right now uh, what we did is took my years and years and years of mounting deer and then my sculptor is named steve mccready steve is out of uh wisconsin deerfield wisconsin and steve's older than me yet so he's he's a master taxidermist as well so we were able to feed off one another what we didn't like about this mannequin or liked about that mannequin. And we both amounted literally on everything the industry had to offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'll go back to, to what I always say, you know, only God gets these things perfectly right. You yeah. know, we're all just trying to, to recreate his creation. Um, but with that being said, we want to recreate with the quality that you expect Mm -hmm. and i want a deer to look like a midwest deer when it leaves my shop so you know i tell steve you know i 
that mannequin i don't like the forehead on that you know i don't like the eye set on this one this one the shoulders are too wide the rest of it i like the neck's too short so we fought through all those battles just over the phone mm -hmm. you know on zoom meetings and like let's let's build it like this and then steve had actually sculpted for a lot of the bigger supply houses uh, under the radar i mean his his name's not in the books nobody even knows but a lot of mannequins that some people are mounting on were already sculpted mm -hmm. by steve yeah um so it, it just it just fit it, it fit well i love steve he's he's a good dude uh, again good people find good people yeah you know so i got a hold of him and said hey you know let's let's make let's make a banger company let's let's start this out i don't want to reinvent the wheel i want to invent something that that looks like a midwest deer uh, fits like a glove uh something i could be proud to put our our brand on and yeah. and market it and man we've i i, I tell you yeah, I'm, I'm biased of course but we hit a home run with these things that's awesome i mean just a home run and and we've got now one full year of being on the market to other taxidermists and literally you know you usually can't keep everybody happy i mean you yeah. just you just know that going into anything we haven't had but maybe one taxidermist that had anything negative to say everybody else absolutely loves them yeah i mean loves them and like it's a pleasure to build them again because they're you know they fit well they fit because the shoulders are the right <laughs> the right you know distance across the neck's the right length and it's just years of wisdom yeah i guess you get something for being old yeah there right? you go there you go um question like before you started the company were you having to alter uh existing uh forms a lot to fit midwestern deal we here? we did uh we alter we, we still even alter our g2 stuff uh you know everybody's a different size just like you know you're big strong guy and i'm a short little fat guy so i mean <laughs> not anymore well not anymore <laughs> but yeah, every deer's different so and i've got a pretty quick alteration mm -hmm. deal that i teach my people so, but yes, we, we altered a lot of deer to make them fit the way that we wanted to, either with a rasp, knocking down shoulder widths or yeah. adding a little bit to neck length or, you know, whatever we got to do to, so when you slide that hide on that mannequin, that the mannequin fits the hide, not yeah. the hide fits the mannequin type of thing. So customization as far as taxidermy is almost expected across the board. It is in my house, yes. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yes. So maybe maybe not in some of the smaller shops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I say smaller shops, you know, all taxidermists are on a different playing level. Some of my there's people that are just way greater than we are. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate you know how our customers think about us, but we're not the best. Yeah. By no means. You know, I don't claim to be, uh, but you know, everybody's got a different. Uh, a different place in their taxidermy career, their journey. You know, some guys it intimidates the crap out of them mm -hmm. to lay a knife on a form. And I'm like, guys, it's just foam. Yeah. You know, you just got to know anatomy. You got to know which vertebrae makes that head go up and down, which vertebrae turns the head left and right. And then that, the rest of the vertebrae don't move. The rest of the movement comes down into the, into the base of the shoulder. You just teach that, you know. Yeah. And then once they teach that, they can cut it, screw it together, and put some two-part foam on it, and yeah, and do something really cool. Uh, is there a lot of that out there? In my shop, there is, but I yeah. don't, I don't see that in 
a lot of other shops, you know. Yeah. Um, not saying it's right either way. Yeah. You know, as long as I guess what's what's right at the end of the day is the sparkle in the customer's eye when yeah. they come in. You know, Heck yeah. If their eyes are sparkling, you know, you hit a home run. That's if, awesome. If they, if they look at the, look at the ground, you think, ooh. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> okay, so as of right now, what do you got? I know you got the semi uh, semi sneak out. Yeah, we uh, we've got the full line of semi sneaks. Uh, we got a full line of semi uprights. We have uh, semi sneak offsets, which are really cool. It shows a little bit of more shoulder on one side or the other. Yeah. Uh, and then we have got our first addition to our wall pedestal series, which is just, it's a home run. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just a banger. Uh, we've got in clay. They're max, matter of fact, they're picking it up in Wisconsin tomorrow. Our first full sneak. Yeah. Offset shoulder which I'm excited for. Uh, a lot of shops don't mount a lot of full sneaks, and we don't mount a ton, <laughs> but it just needs to be in our arsenal. And yeah. I'm, I like it. I like a good full sneak. I've done some full sneaks for you, and you did some creative head turns. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. So, but we, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. And so, okay, currently full sneak. Yep. Next is semi-sneak, or excuse me, uh, are you, no, nope, currently nope. is semi-sneak. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, we, we've got our semi-uprights done. Okay. For Midwest sizes. Okay? Gotcha. We got our semi-sneaks done for Midwest sizes. Yep. Now, when I talk Midwest size, I'm talking a seven and a quarter to a seven and three quarter head. Gotcha. Which, most of those heads, you might, we, we're not running a seven and a quarter stock head, are we? Mm, I don't believe it this I time. I think, I think we, we, have we have one. We have one. Yes. So most of our heads are either seven and a half or seven three quarter, and and in our industry, you know, it's called taxidermy. You know, we're taxing skin. I don't see a huge issue with using a seven and a half or seven three quarter on most of our deer because you can taxi that skin around. Now, if you got a swampy head, you got to do a little bit of alterations to it. But again, that's that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking. Our mid, our Midwest lines are done. So we yeah. got we got semi uprights done, semi sneaks done, semi sneak offsets are getting done. There, we, got, we have the up, we have the uprights. We, we're going to work on the semi sneaks as soon as we're done with the full sneaks. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we're old, so I'm thinking here. Yeah. yeah. No, that, I mean, here's what I'll say: is I've seen these forms. Uh, they're awesome. And so next time you guys go and you shoot a deer and you're like, hey, I want to I want to mount it. You got to ask for G2 because they are, dude, they're ridiculous. Yeah, and your taxidermist is going to love you because, yeah. you know, uh, right now, we, you know, we met and exceeded all our expectations for our first year, for our inaugural year. I mean, we've we met our sales goals and we're just getting a little sliver of the pie. People are just now yeah. getting to taste these things. And when yeah. they taste them, they're like, "Oh, this, this is not my last one of these." You yeah, know? Exactly. And exactly. and we I am a I was a businessman way before I was a taxidermist, way before I was a supplier, okay? So I understand cost, I understand overhead. And the biggest benefit right now that for a new guy that that might have his own flavor is what he likes he needs to look at these for the for the price point yeah um we own the foam that 
we build this product with. When I say we own the foam, I worked with a gentleman about 10 years ago to develop this foam for our industry that I sell. I private label this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've sold to most of the manufacturers, not all of them, but most of them except for the big ones. So they're using our foam already, most of them. Um, So I've got that foam in-house. I'm in an old building. My, My overhead's diluted in three because I actually run three big businesses off of this one umbrella of the old barn, okay? And with all that being said, you know, if you look at industry standards on prices right now for... A mannequin, you know, some of them are $85, $95. Well, we're selling these every day for 65 bucks. Yeah. And the reason why we can do that is because I control my overhead. I don't have a big fancy catalog. I'm not running a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a new truck I'm pulling things around. I'm not in a, a manufacturing building that I'm paying $3,000 a month for. Yeah. So I'm able to keep that cost drove down. Well, not only do we offer the everyday price $65, we have what we call a baker's dozen promotion, which if you buy 12, the 13th is free. So now that drives the price down to $60 a piece. Yeah. Okay. Which is tremendous right now in this, in this economy and this industry. So then we come up with, for a, a business model for, for advertisement purposes, we're doing the last quarter of this year, first quarter of next year. We're doing a 55 for $55. So if, if you're a taxidermist out there listening and you've got your workload in, okay, you've got your deposits, now you can order 55 mannequins at one time for $55 a piece. You're saving almost $40 a mannequin. So now let's put that back in dollars and cents. If you do 100 deer a year and you put 100 of the deer on G2 mannequin, you just made yourself between $3,500 and $4,000 raise. Yeah. Go hunting. Yeah. On Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, if you're a taxidermist or you're a hunter, definitely go uh, go talk to uh, your taxidermist about getting these G2 forms. They're, they're pretty sweet. So, Thank you. Well, congratulations on uh, another business being successful. Yes. This is the last one, of course. Are you sure? Well, that's what I've, I... I think I've heard that before. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. This, but... this, this is a piece of the puzzle that kind of puts the four square block together i guess so between the meat processing the tannery the taxidermy shop now the the supply mannequins we are pretty much self self uh induced here yeah self-sufficient self-efficient yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that was the word i was looking for (laughs) so but Tell you what, it's it's back. It's here. It's, yeah. It's it starts next week here in oh, Iowa. Man. Yeah, we're deer. not we're not ready. I'm not the, ready. The, the meat processing <laughs> is not ready. We just had our first phone call this morning, and I looked at Colton and I went, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah. yeah Turn on the freezers. Yeah. yeah they're starting. They're yeah. starting to call guys yeah. that are uh, uh, going to travel. Or, you know, I got a lot of guys coming in wanting to make sure we're we're going to be open the fifteenth because of the uh, youth hunts. Youth hunts. Yep. And then uh, you got the citywide hunts going on, mm-hmm. and so you know everybody's Jones and the they're ready to get in there. They're yeah. ready. We're not ready. Yeah, <laughs> well, you better get ready. Right? I know it's coming, whether we're ready or not. I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's put together as we look. Linda keeps me put together, but you know I'm a last minute guy. I, yeah. I I work really well under a deadline and pressure, which means I procrastinate mm-hmm. really bad. Yep. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, gives, gives me huge anxiety because I'm like, You're uh, a planner. I'm a planner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a spreadsheet girl. <laughs> I'm a spreadsheet she, she's girl. She's a day's aging reporter. She, she, <laughs> yeah. I get my list on Monday and. I call it Linda's wish list, like what you wish me to get done this week, you know. All right, Sam, here's a, a list on a piece of paper of all the shit you got to take care of this week. And get it done. And sometimes that list is very long. Yeah. And then the minute he gets a phone call on Monday morning, I'm like, well, there went that list. I should have just deep threw it in the trash. <laughs> some some knucklehead comes in and wants to record a podcast, oh, right? Oh, but that's okay. Derails that's the whole okay. day. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's the beauty about what we do. We can shift gears quick when we have to. Yes, for sure. And I make him work late, too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's a bad part of this business. (laughs) The bad part? Yeah, you really don't have, like, set hours, so... That can be whenever your wife wants you to go try to make a little money. And we live so far away from here that, you know, it's really (laughs) difficult to drive here. (laughs) Yeah, when you're this, when you're, when you live right on the property, (laughs) I I could definitely see where it's like, I, I know there's times where I'm laying in my bed, my office is above my garage, where I'm laying in bed, I'm trying to shut my brain off for the day, and... I'm like, oh, man, I forgot to email this dude. Yeah. Get out of bed, open the laptop up, type up an email, set it back down, try to fall asleep again. Oh, man, I forgot to do this. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a procrastinator, too. I don't write down a lot of things. It's all saved up here in the the bear trap. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. All right, cool. So now, <laughs> Linda, when, I, when you just sat down here, and me and Sam go, well, you're going to do a lot of talking today. So you're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not a big talker. Sam, as you know, Sam is the talker. I'm yeah. just, I just sit back and like, oh, I got to remember to do that when he says this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she takes notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did that goofball say? <laughs> yeah. So, but we're, we're going to step away from Sam today and we're going to talk about you because, man, every year, Facebook, some picture pops up of you behind something with a bow or a gun or a crossbow or whatever the case may be. You're killing something somewhere. I like to kill stuff. Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. And, and I'm getting jacked up because I'm like, man, this ain't no, you know, like there's a, there's a little bit of a stereotype in hunting, right? Where it's like, oh, the lady gets put in a tree stand by the man, right? Some man's like, here, honey, sit here and shoot whatever, you know, this deer that walks by. And I, my gut tells me that you're not that type of lady. Well, um, here's a scoop. So okay. I never even knew how to shoot a gun okay, or a, bow, or a crossbow or anything because I shoot a crossbow because yep. I've got a vertebrae that's mm-hmm. smashed and so I can't pull back a bow, which stinks, but it's the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't ever do that until I met this guy. So that was, you said, 07. That was her lucky day. That was, yes. In 07, um, he said, you know, why don't you start hunting? And I'm yeah. like, what? I don't I, know. Why would I want to do that? It's kind of, we, we were dating. We were dating. We were dating at the time. And I said, you know, my whole life has been carved out of the hunting industry one way or the other. I love to hunt. I love to shoot stuff. You know, 
at the time I didn't have this big taxidermy business, but mm -hmm. I played with taxidermy. Um, but I said, you know, if you want to be with me, you need to pick up a bow. Yeah. And go do it. So that's yeah. kind of and, and that, that sounded like an ultimatum. Yes, yes, it, <laughs> was. it kind of it kind of was, and it's like you know, of course, I wanted to be with him because you know we do. 99.9% stuff together. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. Mm -hmm. So I went with him first time, you know, I'm thinking, wow, I think I could do that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, that looks pretty easy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not, yeah. but I mean, you know, it was, it looked like fun. Uh -huh. So then the first year I got a, you know, I got my bow, mm -hmm. went out, went out with him. He sat with me and everything. And then after that, uh, we, the first year, was it the first year or the second year, we went to the ammunition plant? Second I'm year. I'm going to tell this story because yeah. it's not a very pretty story. Okay. And uh, we had to shoot two, no, we had to shoot one doe. We were, we were muzzleloader hunting. We were hunting. muzzleloader hunting. And you had to shoot your doe first. Yes. Both and of us. Of course, okay. I'm, you know. We both have buck tags. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and in the orders plant, them are extra tags. Yep. That's that's beyond your statewide stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is cool, right? Yep. Yeah. So and you know, and I'm and I'm hyped up. You know, he's excited. I'm excited. We're like, okay, fine. So we are in the ammunition plant. We're all set up. Granted, I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Yeah. Okay. Here comes these two does. He whispers to me and he says, "Okay, these these does are coming. They're coming." You know, they were probably what 150, 150 yeah. yards yeah. away. And he says, you take the one on the left, I'll take the one on the right. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, we can do that. Boom. Boom. They were, they were coming to us. <laughs> Boom. So what are you yeah. doing? Oh, yeah. It what was are bad. you doing? Oh, you yeah. accidentally pulled her no. shot early. No, I didn't know. I, I thought he I thought he, he said, go ahead and shoot. You okay. know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going like, to shoot. Like, they're going to be 10 yards from us <laughs> in five didn't, minutes. I didn't know this, you know, I'm thinking. So it was a very, very quiet ride home. <laughs> Okay. I knew I made a bad mistake. Oh man, he was very upset. What mistake? With me. Like you, you regret taking her with you? No, oh. I regret being an asshole. <laughs> oh, <deal. laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. He was pretty. Uh, I'm like, what are you doing there? We're gonna be back. You know. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm like I, I thought you said shoot. I thought I mean I was I tried. So anyway, I missed. Yep. Of course, yep. you know, stupid me. So the next, oh, so you know, I'm thinking I ain't doing this again. This sucks. Yeah. Sorry for my. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he says, let's go out again. I humbly okay. apologized. He did. He and, and it was you know it was great. It so was heartfelt. It yeah. was it was it was. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so it was the next. Next night or the Next night after, night. I don't remember. But anyway, we went back, and he set up this ground blind. Sam is a ground blind guy. He okay. loves ground blinds, okay? I'm scared of heights. And, uh, <laughs> and and it was a wonderful ground blind. We had this big old tree in front of us. I mean, I perched my muzzleloader up. It was awesome. Um, so here come these does, and, I'm, and he's like, there you go. You know, they were probably 25 yards, okay? So, boom, I shoot. It comes running at us into our blind over top of me. He says, he, here's what he says I, that every man, says, every, every, every man for himself. I'm rolling the other way. You know, I'm like, like, abort, so, abort. Uh, exactly. I go down. Of course, you know, it dies behind me, you know, but it jumps over top of me. And I'm thinking. Her, deer, her first deer literally leaped over top, over of, top of me. Over top of me. Yeah. Over yeah. Okay. So this is the hunting. I'm thinking, oh, this isn't so easy. No wild animals yeah. after yeah. they after you hit them run straight towards you yeah to, almost it, like to attack it, you yeah I, I, that don't that don't happen you know <laughs> so 
Okay, so and anyway, well then that then we did the next night. The next now night. She, now she could shoot her buck. Okay. Yeah. And Sam yeah. dinked around and found some green beans. I'm talking green, green, fresh, fresh green yeah. beans. And it was just this little this point. Was, this was early season. This was early muzzle. Okay. This, this yes. little point. I just was dinking around. And I'm, I, I'm glassing. I could see green. I thought, son of a buck, them are green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went over there, and there was just poop everywhere. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. So you can go ahead and tell this. And so anyway, he sets me up. You know, I'm on I'm on a pod with the with the muzzle loader, and I'm sitting there. This giant comes out. It's probably what forty yards, maybe forty, 50, maybe maybe at if the, that at, at the, the max. maximum. So and it it's standing there and, and I, it's and looking at me. And like, I I set up. 10 yards from her which was my behind, first behind my, her? behind her yeah behind mm-hmm. her to her left and this this deer was to her right mm-hmm. which was my first mistake i set up too far from her so anyway of course you know it's facing me and it's looking and it's not you know it's were you guys like, in the beans no we're we, just 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 out of just barely out of beans sitting up against a couple big oak trees okay yeah right. so um it's looking at me mm-hmm. and i'm thinking okay you know it's gonna turn well sees me and runs off well let's let's back up a little bit i'm like shoot him oh yeah yeah and nothing i'm like shoot him nothing shoot him nothing now he's doing that head bob in there shoot him (laughs) i'm like well why didn't you shoot him the first time it didn't take you nothing to fire the shot why why didn't you shoot him so i'm i'm gun shy that night obviously but anyway go ahead she says well he didn't turn sideways i said you got a muzzle loader you don't have to turn sideways you put it in the on off button and pull the trigger well i thought he had shame in the lungs not with a muzzle loader Again, learning experience. Exactly. So. Just so happened to be on absolute giant. Oh, it, <laughs> it was, was a mega giant. Oh, it yeah. was a mega giant. Yeah. But then I redeemed myself because it was a hundred. There was a one that was like a hundred yards out. It wasn't as big, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I shot and I, I got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I it was hundred thirty-five inch deer. Yeah, it was okay. First, so, I mean, first one was hundred eighty-five inches. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it was one of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So. So did you come from? An outdoors family? No. 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 Uncles, dads, no. not fishing, anything? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, my dad, my dad was not a fisherman at all. Um, no, workers. I came from nothing Worker. like that. Yeah, yeah, they were workers. I mean, my dad owned a, a service station and worked sun up, sun down. And so. and so when you met Sam, you were just thrown straight into the fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was all or nothing. Yeah. So but uh, we, we had knew one another for years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Years and years. I mean, it's it's a story for another day, but uh, we actually worked together. Okay. So we knew, she knew about my passion for the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And then one day, it was July 4th, I think 
2007. I walked by her office. We, we were both divorced at the time. I see. I can flirt with you for real now. And she <laughs> smiled back at me. <laughs> so we went you out. Sly dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went out that July. We we took the kids, our kids, to the fireworks that night, and uh, it wasn't. It was that fall. Was actually your mm -hmm. first fall. You hunted. Yep. So that's when I said, hey, if, you know. If if you want to be with me, you want to be around me, you're, you're just going to have to go hunting. Okay. Because this is what I do for three or four months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, I want you with me. Yeah. You got to like it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then, I love uh, it. Then we got, yeah. we made this animal. Yeah. She's an animal. I, now I don't even want him around, to be quite honest with you, because, yeah. you know, he, he still wants to tell me. And I'm as slow and steady. I'm not a pull up and go. Yeah. I want to see the animal. I want to look at the animal. I'm not, you yeah. know, I mean. I can pull up and, and shoot, but I don't like to do that. Yeah. I like to see them. I like to see where they're at. So I like to be up in, in a stand. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do blinds. I like blinds if they're elevated. Yeah. I'm not a big ground, you know, because I can't see them. It limits your view. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'll do them, you know, but I'm not a big, I'd rather be up. Yeah. So. So you... You shoot a doe and you shoot a buck your mm -hmm. first year of, of hunting. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a slayer now. So how long did it take for you to go from, I don't know nothing about hunting, to, hey, dude, I love this. I want to hunt as much as I, oh, I possibly can. Oh, I was can. in the tree. That, that, that next year, next since then, since every year since then, I was out in the tree right, right away. So it was like a light switch. It was. Yeah. It was. It was just like... Oh my gosh, this is awesome. First yeah. grip and grin was nice. Yeah. 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 So So then Whitetails is is your it's it was your foot in the door to Whitetail, mm -hmm. you know, with Whitetails. Um talk to me about the next, I mean, the next couple seasons because there's a lot of people that, you know, they dedicate their almost their entire life to hunting. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I'm I'm one of those people where uh, when I when I first started hunting, you know, I had other things like, uh, you know, I had football and I had like social. And now, uh, other than my family, yeah. like, I don't even have like I have friends. I have like two friends, I'll right. say. But like yeah, people to help drag out deer. Exactly. If I need to. Yeah. But but like. I dedicate time like if, I, if I'm thinking about something, I'm thinking about trail cameras or hunting or mm -hmm. which pinch point and things like that. So I've, I'm in the deep end and there's no coming back for me. Right. Yep. And so did that did you go to that level immediately or did it take you a while to start learning about deer behavior um, and things like that? Learning being out in in the field, I was like, oh, I see their pattern. They're mm -hmm. coming from here. They're coming from there. I know what the winds, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and then it took me a couple of years. Yeah. To really get into it, and he would he would say, "Okay, what's the wind? What's you know?" And and watch the anatomy, and so I would say a couple of years, and then I was, I kind of knew. Now she has so. spreadsheets built. Yeah. So if we have <laughs> seventy two degrees and a southeast wind, you know we're running like thirty cameras. Mm -hmm. She knows where those deer are gonna, what time they're popping. They're out, popping what out. They're doing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know. That's she, right. Yeah, and she's looking at, at you know. No, the we barometer, she put it, trying to put it all together. We you know? had a smoker come out the other night, and I said, "Okay, what, what's the what's the moon doing? Where's it at? What's mm -hmm. the weather? What's the wind? What you know, caused him to daylight? Yeah, yeah, what? Why is he out today? So all the right questions. Yeah, all the right so. questions. Yep. Okay, so did you? You know, 
did you stick to muzzleloader for a while, or did you go to shotgun? Did you pick up a bow, a crossbow? No, um, crossbow. I really liked a crossbow. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, I liked muzzleloader, except for the fact that I struggle to load a muzzleloader. Okay. So that's a big deal. So he has to do that for me, which is why I put that kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. And the back burner. Yep. Um, love my shotgun. He had the first year I used your Thompson Center. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That gun is sweet. Yeah. So and then I got my own. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know I was using all his, all his stuff, and then I got my own, and and uh, from there it's. But crossbow I think is my favorite, or my bow season is my yeah. favorite. I guess I should say yeah, archery so, season. Archery yeah. season. And yes. Because of your your vertebrae. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that's uh. That's a big controversial. It's not controversial. I, I think it's controversial. The controversy comes from this. It's not. So for me, I I'll be honest with you. I am, I am anti crossbow in in archery season. Mm-hmm. But there's asterisks. If you cannot physically pull back a bow, yep. Then I'm all for you taking a crossbow out into the woods. Yeah. If you're old, or if you're a kid, mm-hmm. take a crossbow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody needs to experience the archery it, season. To just get outdoors. Exactly. You know, I exactly. mean, it's it's the most amazing thing. And, and, you know, I mean, I got it in late in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just like going out, sitting in the tree stand and watching the deer. Yes. I, that's one of my favorite things. If, if a big one comes by, well, yeah, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to pass it. What so. I like about this lady is she is a sniper. Oh, I believe it. I mean, and she closes the deal. Yeah. You know, very rarely. Now, every time she calls me, I think I shot it bad. I, I did. Every I, time. I do. And I every like time, it. it's not shot bad, and it's laying at the end of the blood trail. Right. You know, not saying it ain't going to happen this year, but she second-guesses herself after the every shot. Time. Every time. I do it. Every time. I do it. Well, I shot it bad. I think I shot it bad. I'm like, well, why do you think you shot it bad for? You know, how <laughs> you far was it? Yeah. yeah, how far was it? I mean, Stevie Wonder could follow this <laughs> thing, you know? I'm like, jeez, honey. Give yourself a break here. That's funny. And even when I do, I'll look. I'm like, oh, I shot it a little too far back. And Sam's like, it's it, dead. It, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. You know. Exactly. Like, don't make a bad shot when it's laying upside down. Exactly. I don't care yeah. where you hit that. Yeah. If it's laying upside down, you found it. It was a good shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this. One of the, one of the, what I would say, fastest deaths I've ever witnessed on a deer that I've shot is... Uh, a liver shot, you know, behind the diaphragm, behind mm-hmm. the, the lungs, hit it right through the liver on both, you know, both lobes. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, it died in about 40 seconds. Really? I mean, it just went around at about 25 yards, hunched over, fell over dead. Oh, wow. Blood out that fast. So, wow. you know, is what it is. Now, <laughs> last year I was here and I don't know if I was dropping off my deer or picking up my my meat but you had a big one that you mm-hmm. were chasing mm-hmm. and it got away from you yes. and here's when i knew you were a serious like you were serious about it is you were you were upset yeah. and you were very quiet that day yeah. you didn't want to talk to anybody yeah i want to hear that story <laughs> well um it, it's a it's a hard story just because you know i mean when you have one that, that you just know you want, mm-hmm. and uh, every year I try to increase my inches, inches you know. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm adamant about I don't want to shoot one if I – Smaller than – If it's smaller shot. than I 
and, yeah. and, and that's just a goal for me. Yeah. So which is unrealistic it, at this point. It is. It is. <laughs> Sam, so. not unrealistic. Linda, unrealistic. Unre- yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm and I'm having these conversations behind closed doors, right. honey. Yeah. You gotta let you gotta let your standards yeah. down a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. They're not around. They're not around every tree. Exactly. You know, obviously. Exactly. So, but uh, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I don't. I don't remember, you know, why I was like that, but when I miss, when I, when I miss one, mm-hmm. you know, or don't make a good shot, it just eats me up mm-hmm. because, and, and I totally missed it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was just like, what did I do? Yeah. You know, I'm checking my equipment I'm looking and I'm like, I come in here and I'm going, what is, why, why did I, you know? And he's like, Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. Was this, was this a deer that you'd been chasing for a couple yeah. of years? Yeah. 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 So, and it, it's, it's fairly close where we're, where we're located. Yeah. And I haven't seen it on camera yet this year. Okay. So I don't think it made it. Okay. So. Or somebody else shot it. Somebody else. Yeah. We think somebody else. We think somebody, we else, think somebody else got sure. it. But. Yeah. Uh, being the but deer store, basically, you think we would see every one, but we don't. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a lot so. of great taxidermists in this area, yeah. so yeah. we don't get them all. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. I, I do have a neat story. Uh, she had worked herself up to a 149. Mm-hmm. This was like <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah. So she said, if it ain't 150, I don't want to shoot it. Well, we had a really good one. I mean, a really good one. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, honey, if it's 150, it's just 150. I mean, it's, it's, in my mind's eye, it's a shooter. Yeah. But in your mind's eye, it, it I don't think it's going to be what you want it to be. So the very last evening of archery season before the first gun season, so the, the, the last day of our first archery season, I guess you'd call it, uh, she texts me. I got him in front of me. He's at my decoy. This is great. So she videotapes him for, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. And he's dinking with her decoy for 10 minutes. Now, he's 15 yards. So now she's sending me these videos, and I'm looking at this thing, doing the math in my in my eye, in my mind. I'm like, whew, he better than 150, you yeah. know? Now because I'm seeing all angles, and yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I really screwed the pooch on this thing, you know? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So in your head, it was pass. Yeah. It was pass. She, she hard passed it. Yeah. You know, and then when I finally, I, I text her, and I'm like, you might want to shoot this one. And she's like, ah, he already left. <laughs> so I, I, you know, and she came in and she was on cloud nine. I, I mean, know, it was the best, best set of her life so and cool. have him yeah. that close. And man, he's going to be a giant next year. On the very next day, my neighbor rolled in with him in the bed of the truck, you know, <laughs> I look at this deer and I think, oof. So, of course, I got to be happy. You know, I'm going right. to make 600 bucks, right? Right. So, we roll this deer in and I get done to the neighbor and he leaves and she's up here. And I said, Hey, you want to come down and look at this one? She walks. She said, Oh, that's my deer, isn't it? <laughs> I said, Yeah. She said, Are you sure that ain't 
150? <laughs> <laughs> it was 162. <laughs> Something like that. I missed the right. Yeah. Eight or 12 inches. I missed it by a lot of inches. So this yeah. is like the moral of the story is <laughs> don't, don't trust Sam. Don't do not. And I, and on I, field judging deer. <laughs> and I told her that day. I said, yeah. if you like it, you shoot it. Yeah. We, same thing happened last year. I had one. You were gone. And I don't like, because recovery mm-hmm. is hard for me. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't like, I'm not a big person to ask people to help, you mm-hmm. know. And he's like, everybody will come help you. But I'm like, I'm, you know, I want him there. Yeah. For some reason, it's just my comfort zone. I don't know why. It's just, I like him to be there to see, you know. And yep. and I want to see his face when, I, you know, when he goes. I, I love that part. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I did good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. that recognition I get from him but um anyway I passed it and oh man it was a nice one too mm-hmm. and I'm going dude eh. it's a 150 inch eight pointer yeah I said that's a 170 inch 10 pointer huh? yeah and you don't pass 150 well you know eight, nobody eight here pointers. no yeah. no you don't yeah. pass 150 yeah. inch, you know yeah we had we, we've we've got a nice one I'm hoping I get that I'm hoping I'm I'm gonna be sitting right where I need to be next this year. So I hope I hope. So anyway. you got a, you got another dandy. Oh, on camera. I got a dandy on camera. All yeah. Right. And I'm, is, is this a deer that you think it could potentially be like opening weekend type pattern? I, I'm keep my fingers crossed. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, so far he's daylighting. He's daylighting, yeah. but it's on a specific wind mm-hmm. and it's at a certain place and, you and know we, yeah. have, we have to have a strong north we're gonna have yeah and and that's gonna be tough that's gonna be tough yeah, yeah. so for Early. this for this place mm-hmm. so. so she's already on me you gotta get me in you, you gotta get yeah. me a different tree stand in there. yeah I, that's, yeah <laughs> you, you, you gotta get this right get in around south wind <laughs> yeah because we're gonna have south winds because she's yeah. tracked every wind yeah in the, it's, it's for the last east, seven years it's an east south wind east southeast wind and i'm going we gotta set this up somewhere else so yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. Okay, so it's not just whitetails though, right? So right. you have expanded into a variety. Here's a question. Here's a, here's the direction I want to go to. You can, you've been to Africa. We have. Okay. We can hook you up too if you well, want to go. I, I I appreciate <laughs> that, but I I don't know if I'm necessarily ready for Africa in my life right uh, now. Dude, re- I, dude, it's the most incredible thing. <laughs> I know, and and you. You and a couple other people have said that to me, and I look at I look at I've only killed whitetails in North America. Yeah. I haven't killed a mule deer, an elk, a pronghorn, a moose. Like all these other animals are on my bucket list. Yeah. And we did our bucket list yeah. way before we ever did Africa. Right. Yeah. Um, right. What I like about Africa is the affordability part of it. I do too. I mean, yeah. you know, you can go over there and shoot five animals for around five grand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have some amazing ways through some credit card programs. You get free air flights and stuff oh, like nice. that. So, I mean, we've got ways we can work work through there. But I, I wished I'd have started earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to miss as long as as long as I can get myself around. I'm going to be in Africa. Yeah. You know, most old people they take winters and go to texas or florida mm-hmm. this old guy is going to spend summers in south africa yeah that's going to be our travel mm-hmm. destination it's yeah. it's beautiful yeah. it's just so nostalgic and the animals are just awesome yeah. i mean I, so you go 
you go out west, mm -hmm. and right now it's hard because, you know, they had a really hard winter out there this year. And it's so dry. It's dry, mm -hmm. and so they lost a lot of uh, other herds out, other herds mm -hmm. out there. So um, it's going to be tough out west this year, I think. Yeah. Although I've seen a lot of dropping happening. I mean, there's a lot yeah. going down, yeah. so. Yeah. I think I think for Linda and I's journey, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bear guy. I yeah. love bears. So that was the easiest transformation from whitetail to bears, and that's yep. what we did first. Yep, and that was fun. Oh, yeah. my gosh, fun. So we they, chased we chased them for a lot of years. Yes, together. we did, and it was just it was amazing. Um, they're the coolest. They're cool. They're cool yeah. animals too. I yeah. mean, there I don't know, there isn't an animal I don't like. Yeah. I mean, and I've never I've never been on a bear hunt. So here's here I'm going to tell you why I don't. Unless it would be like some kind of spot and stock type environment, yeah. I don't find it, and I've never been on a bear hunt, so this is just a. I'm passing judgment on this scenario with no information. Right. Right. And I'm saying like, I don't want to sit over a garbage pile or a bait pile and shoot a bear. Yeah. Well, you tell know. me, I want you guys to tell me maybe why I'm wrong there. Well, uh. the first advantage is if you're hungry, mm -hmm. you can crawl down and get, <laughs> <laughs> you can get some donuts. We eat some we, we, we day old donuts. Yeah. Day old donuts yeah. in there. So, yeah. I mean, you can literally, you'll never go hungry. <laughs> Shooting a bear. Yeah. The wolves even like it, too. You don't you want to be out there with them. No, no. Uh, Dan, I, I think I, there is some misconception, I believe, uh, as far as, especially in Ontario, we hunt. It's mm -hmm. so thick. The bush is so thick. Uh, I'm not telling you you couldn't spot and stock one. I mean, yeah. But you'd, it'd be terrible tough. for but, you. But it would yeah. be yeah. really, really tough. Uh, we, we do some predator calling up there, which is fun. Uh, a whole different level of excitement. Mm -hmm. um, I've, never, I've never been even the slightest anti-baiting, mm -hmm. I mean, as far as with, with the bears. Um, so I really I don't have, a, I guess, a good comeback for that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Um, so from a, basically what you're saying is from a strategy point in certain places in Canada or the United States, the terrain does not allow for no, a spot it's so, stock. It's so thick. It's, yeah. so it's so thick. thick. Yeah. So like if you get in on a burn area or get in somewhere where they've logged recently, mm -hmm. uh, you can set up on some hillsides and see some bears pop out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely do it. But uh, to, I'm a bear guy, and I'm a bear bait guy. Yep. So I love taking my five-gallon bucket of donuts out there and dumping them in. I love having a new guy there because mm -hmm. I'll always reach down and grab a donut out of the barrel <laughs> and eat it because they think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, I just love that atmosphere. What I like about bears, my, my most favorite thing is it's, it's late May and in, in, in mid-August. So both of those times, you know, late May, you're starting to get warm here. Mm -hmm. So we leave and we go out and put a hoodie on. I'm a hoodie guy. Yep. I like to have my hoodie on. You leave here in August, it's 110 degrees, and you go up there and you put a hoodie on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally you literally get to do this when, hey, there's nothing else to hunt. Mm -hmm. You know, there's food plot stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure, you know, shed. I'm, you're finding sheds, mm -hmm. I'm sure, in May. But... Uh, I just like the bears. Yeah. So I just like them. And I like hunting them over donuts. Yeah. There so you go. 
there you go. Yeah. So back to Africa though, mm-hmm. like did, what was your, what's your favorite thing about going and hunting Africa? Well, um, when we first went, I mean, it was never, like I, like Sam said, yeah. it wasn't on our bucket list. You know, yeah. we, we were like, okay, this is a one and done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I picked all the, and it was my turn to shoot because mm-hmm. he always lets me go first because we alternate years when we, yeah. when we go out west or when we go up bear hunting. So, um, he let me shoot first. So I was like, okay, this is a one and done. Yeah. You know, I'm never going back here. Yeah. So I picked out all the animals I thought would be cool to have come home. Yeah. And, uh, I picked out a lot. So <laughs> anyway, like, um, you're going to have to build an extension on your house yeah, type a lot. Pretty, yeah. Yes. yes. Almost, yes. almost to a T we have, uh, Aaron Barnes is coming to help us, I think next yeah. year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, maybe, um, but anyway, um, we just went over there and we just fell in love with the place, with the people, with, yeah. you know, I mean, the everything, we sat one one day and we watched monkeys in a tree just and they when they see you they go up they mm-hmm. climb up it was just cool you know giraffes they're just they're just cool mm-hmm. you know so um i was asked what was my favorite animal to shoot over there and all of them yeah every one of them there wasn't one that i didn't love um mm-hmm. i put the one I have on my Facebook profile is my black buck. Mm-hmm. Um, my buck, it's a spring buck. Yep. Um, and it was just because I thought it looked really neat. Yeah. And it was really big for a spring buck. Yeah. So, um, but the wildebeest are great. The, the, I shot a um, sable, which is okay. phenomenal. Yep. Um, my lechway. That was the coolest animal ever. You know, I mean, I can't say they were all cool. It's just a killer kudu it, it experience. Was, huh? Killer kudu. Uh, yeah. Kudu, kudu. The, it, like I said, I saw, I shot so many. I can't, I mean, I'm sitting here going, okay, I shot this, this, and this. It, it's terrible, you yeah. know, to be like that. But, and then I'm like going, okay, now what am I going to shoot? And am I, now he gets next year. So the year after that, I'm like, but there's so many more animals to put yeah. on your list. I yeah. mean, we saw so many different kinds of animals. Mm-hmm. Where, again, like Sam said, it was the the cost of it is so much less expensive than going out west and shooting one mule deer. Yeah. I mean, or one elk. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, it's... Depending it's, on where you go, I, I've, I've been looking at that because I have a lot of preference points for elk in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I was looking at, okay, do I want to try to do this DIY or do I want to go through an outfitter or a guide? And man, you're looking at like seventy five hundred dollars minimum. Minimum, yeah, minimum, minimum mm-hmm. for that kind, so, yeah. kind of yeah. hunt. And I'm just like, uh, my wife might leave me if I spend yeah. seventy five hundred on a. But on you a could hunt. go to Africa and shoot a lot of animals for that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So yeah. we've, we've been going out to the Oklahoma, the Panhandle. Uh, yeah. Linda's been shooting mule deer out there, but that's ten thousand dollar tag. Yeah. Time you buy the tag, get the outfitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a high dollar hunt. But she shot some just absolute slammers out yeah. there. Yeah, and the, and the people are wonderful. The yeah. outfitters are great. I yep. mean, I highly re- every I have not been to an outfitter I have not liked. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, they're all wonderful. Yeah, so. they have to be. Yeah, like if they want to yeah. continue business. Yeah, you know, you hear these stories about some real shady dudes. Yeah, right. And if you know, you can't. You can't you can't keep a secret. Our industry's yeah. so small right exactly. now with social media, with the podcast. I mean, yep. it gets out quick, and yep. I can get ruined in a hurry. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
You've been to Africa. Have you been elk hunting before? That's I have not. You have not. No, okay. So no. you've been to Africa. You got mule deer. You got a pronghorn. Right? I do. Okay. Yeah. So what is on the bucket list yet to shoot for you? Um, moose and elk. Oh, yeah. I want to shoot in a caribou. Oh, that's I my would, number one. Yeah, I would love. That's yeah. Yeah. Those three basically for my North American, and then I'm pretty well set. Yeah. So. And then so when you go back over to Africa, what's what's on your list? You know, I haven't thought that far ahead because it's his turn. He wants oh, to yeah. shoot a kudu next year, so yeah. that's his big thing. Yeah. Um. So I did get to shoot one this this time over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot a beautiful yeah. buffalo, Cape Buffalo, but yeah. it was a surprise. Uh, we got to customs on the African side, and Linda handed me this big wad of money. I said, what do you, what do you need me to do? She mm-hmm. says, well, we can only take $10,000 a piece across the border. I said, well, how much freaking money did you bring? <laughs> she said, well, I got $20,000. I said, why? I said, we, we had this half paid for. You know, she says, well... I worked it out with Stuart, and you're going to shoot a Cape Buffalo. <laughs> so I did, for her year to hunt, I, I got to shoot a nice. That, well, that's very nice this, of her. Yes. This yeah. was really a funny story because at the time, you know, I, of course, I didn't Cape Buffalo. I think I'm thinking Buffalo, you know, right. big deal. I get over there, and that ni- he was real quiet mm-hmm. when, I, when I told him this. And then that night he says, do you know that they are called the Black Death Black over Death, here? Black Death, yep. And I'm like, I'm so, I say, what? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. He said, and, and my Stuart. Knees are, my knees are jacked. Yeah. yeah. And Stuart said that, that lions and leopards and they're, they're all wusses compared to oh, yeah. the Cape Buffalo. And I'm going, oh, what did I just do? That was. It, was this was a, a rifle hunt? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. At yeah. least you had a little bit of buffer yeah. space. Yeah. 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 It was cool. And then we had two backup rifles with us. So it was fun. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it is number one or number two, but I think Cape Buffalo, it, there might be a snake ahead of the Cape Buffalo, but the Cape Buffalo is responsible for more human deaths yes. in Africa than any other animal. I think 200 a year. Yeah. 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 I, th- I, think, I think I've seen that somewhere. Yeah. Bananas. I, and after watching, because we couldn't be with him. You know, we had to be up away. We were probably what about three, four hundred yards away when you were where you were at. But we could see, yeah. And uh, you could see why why it could get really dangerous. As a matter of fact, they one of those um, was it the was the cow. It was the cow. The cow got cow got yeah got a little, and they said, "Oh, the shows it's getting ready to get get ugly." So they were getting ready to charge it. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah. they, they laughed. They said, all we got to do is outrun him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my knees are just jacked, you know. <laughs> they're probably talking in a different language. They were. They're they're just they like, were. They like, were. Be faster than the white man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? Uh, That's funny. You know, well, you know the neat part of Africa I want to touch bases with real quick? The minute that animal's laying on the ground, you get your gripping grins. They get that loaded, and it goes to a, a, a wonderful meat processing center. Yeah. Every, and every ranch we hunted on had a meat processing center similar to ours out here that we do our wild game with. And they had four or five guys at each one of them, and they picked through the guts and got the edible. I mean, everything, everything mm-hmm. every little morsel gets ate. 
yeah. off of every animal. And yeah. is that given to the local people, or do it you get to take yes. some home? Yes. No, we no. Okay. We we, no. we ate it in the evenings. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, which was delicious. Yeah, yeah, it was it. really good. So, but it all goes to either um, orphanages. A lot of it uh, uh, goes to a local food pantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the choicer cuts do get sold. It, yeah. It is meat store mm-hmm. okay so i mean it's just i call it mailbox money for them you know yeah. added income but it all gets eight yeah i mean from zebras to everything yeah i mean it all gets yeah. eight That's and awesome. those facilities are so clean yeah, once it's they, just like just like a beef processing it is center. and every camp has one and those camps are oh my gosh luxurious oh, oh i believe it it's i've seen wow. some of the pictures of some of the swimming pools and oh yeah bedrooms yeah. and all it's that crazy. stuff so it's, it's nice yeah you know i think I don't know if I'm necessarily ready for it now, but over the, you know, when I was younger, I used to be like, I'll never do that. I will never do this or I'll never do. And as I get older, that word slips away, starts to slip away a little bit more. And I, I'm like, you know what? I want to give it a try Mm -hmm. at some point. And your wife would love it too. Yeah. I mean, just to be there with you in the safari is Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. You know, so, and. It is a wonderful husband wife experience. food is delicious. I believe it. It's, it's. We, we've had wild game all over the world. Uh, the worst wild game I think we've ate, we were in New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand and was. they eat stuff that my yeah. fat butt wouldn't eat. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, was, it, was, it was gross. So the, the animal itself yes. didn't taste uh-huh. good? Yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't. It was a lot of mutton and, you know, like Linda shot a tar up on the mountain while we had the tar backstraps. And it just, it wasn't good. Yeah, That was a cool hunt. In New Zealand? In New Zealand. The tar was was phenomenal. In, that, did you get a red stag while you were there, too? We did. Yeah. yeah. Both of us did. Yeah. Got the red stag. He tried for the tar the first. You should tell this story. You'll tell it better than I do. Well, I'm scared of heights. I already mm-hmm. confirmed that with the tree mm-hmm. stand. And they took us uh, by helicopter on top of the mountain. Okay. So we get out, and we're like 2,000 feet above tree line. So we're in that shell rock. And old Billy Goat here, she's hanging out on the edges and looking over, and I'm, like, grabbing her, like, you know. You're going to die. You fall. You (laughs) fall. You're going to fall a long freaking way. It was a long way down. I mean, it's a long way down. So we're we're sitting there, and we're glassing. It's a really beautiful scenery. We were in this big valley, and we could literally see the ocean. Yeah. And we're in snow, but it's, like, 38-ish degrees Mm -hmm. snow. Well, I'm watching this intense fog roll up this valley and i looked at my guide our guide and i said uh anybody ever get left in here he looks at me and you know he's like 21 years old right and he says well this is my first time on a mountain (laughs) i don't know oh boy Uh, so so i watched this fog come in dan and it got so thick i couldn't see you from me i mean that's how bad this fog was well we were supposed to hike back to where they were going to pick us up at like 5 p.m uh, so about four o'clock comes and I'm looking at my watch and I tell Linda and I tell our guide, I said, you know, we need to make that trek back to where they're going to pick us up at. And, and we knew where we were at. So, I mean, it was just following one ridge line, but yeah. you know, you're, I was on pins and needles anyway, cause you're on that edge and it's 2000 foot straight down some mm-hmm. of it. So we mosey around and we finally, we get to the pickup spot. Five o'clock comes and goes, no helicopter. Five thirty, no helicopter. Six o'clock, no helicopter. Still fog so thick that you can't see one another. So 
we'd been in the snow all day at this, you know, high 30s now. So we were all wet, mm-hmm. you know. And I look around, there's not a stick in sight. Mm-hmm. You know, we're above tree line. So I look at my little guide and I said, do you have any provision to make fire? And he looks at me and says, no. Linda says, I got a big lighter in my pack. I said, well, I'm going to make the executive decision. We're giving this 15 more minutes. And if this don't lift, we're not going to get out of here tonight. We got to make that 2,000-foot trek down this to, to get to, to tree level. Yeah. And we got to build fire. We're, we're going to die. We're going to have hypothermia. We're going to die, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not shitting you. No more I get this out of my mouth, I watch a gleam of light hit the rock in front of me. And I look up, Dan, and there was a hole, almost square, it, it, but it was about football-sized field, square, right above me. Now this light's piercing through, and I hear this, <laughs> and this copter, helicopter, drops straight down, and he's yelling, get in, get in, get in. So Linda gets in the front. The guy jumps in, and I jump in the back. We we just no more get in. We don't have our belts on or anything. He's lifting up, right? We don't have our headsets on. I watch Linda get her door shut. I get my my uh, seatbelt on. And just as I get mine locked in, he banks that helicopter, banks it hard. So it's now it's downhill to my guide. Yeah. The door comes open. My guide don't have his his safety belt on. He goes falling out of this helicopter. We're up six, seven, eight hundred feet by this time. Me and him lock arms. And he, and so we're like two feet apart, locked arms, and his face and his eyes like, like oh, I'm dead. don't don't drop me, don't <laughs> drop me. So I grab him and he literally reaches around and get his deal in and reaches out and shuts his chopper door. Gets our headsets on, and then we're getting this amazing ass chewing from the <laughs> I'm listening pilot. to it because I had my headsets he's, on. He's like, shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. And I'm like, dude, we didn't even have our belts on yet. And he said, you guys were minutes from getting left. He said, I've been hovering up there for now an hour and 15 minutes waiting for an opportunity to get in and get you guys out of there. He said, I don't know if we have enough fuel to get back. <laughs> So you want to talk about butt pockers, right? <laughs> Adventure hunting at its finest. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So we get back, get on the ground. I look at Lynn and I said, I lost nothing up there. I'm not going back. Yeah. She says, well, I want to kill one. I said, well, have at her. So we typically, on these kind of trips, we'll put together several couples. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a husband-wife thing. So, And usually it's, it's just the husband hunting and the wife's there for the tourism part. Well, in our case, you know, we both hunt, so. The next day, I went with the ladies, and we went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I went with I went with the husband, and and they uh, ended up shooting. She shot a nice, yeah. and that's hey, you were just a chaperone. I, I just I, I I went shopping, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. I lost nothing up there. Crazy. I was not going yeah, back. Yeah, it was it was it was quite an experience. Um, but you know, I was like, well, they won't do that to us again. Well, right. here the next day, we get. In the, in the helicopter, they let us down. You know, we trek around. We go up this mountain. Um, Shep shot his and, you know, on the ground and everything. And then there was one I made. It was a 600-yard shot. And I'm like, and we're using their guns. Which so is I, mistake number one. Yeah, don't take, ever, don't don't ever don't use your take own, your own take gun. Your own yeah. gun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, of course, you know, I missed. Um, 
but we got into the helicopter and the and the guy says hey let's go up and see if maybe you did hit it you know let's go check it out turn it into a they call a hella hunt at that hella hunt you're gonna hunt out a helicopter so that's where you have the two rungs of the helicopter what are those the little the feet or whatever you call the skis one is on the cliff the other one's hanging off you get out you you get off those cliffs with that with that thing hovering yeah so I, i yeah. I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. So the the outfitter's like, get out. We're going to shoot this thing. It's right there. You know, okay, fine. So I get out. Of course, I didn't get it the first time. Mm-hmm. Get back in. Let's go. Let's do this again. We're going to go on that cliff. Okay. So I go on that cliff. I think I scared the thing to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did shoot it. But it. I shot it. It fell into a ravine, a cave ravine that was, you know, a couple... 300 feet you know yeah. below that and they it took them everything they could, they could get to get it out of there yeah, they got the helicopter the, there with a rope with the rope they dangled a the guy dangled a guy down yep. with the rope yep. he tied it up and they lifted it up come yep. up and set him down yep got it's my, crazy got my grip and grin and oh man and was an experience <laughs> i was on cloud nine i get back he had video he we had our video camera and he had videotaped me i bet i didn't stop talking for i mean i was talking yucka 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 fast <laughs> and i don't even know if i said anything yeah so i was just it was awesome that's awesome man yeah it was fun that's what and that's what i love about hunting is you know, it could be as easy or as difficult as really you want to make it. Mm-hmm. And, but it's the stories, right? Oh, oh man. man. The stories and the, the, adventure. The, pe- the people that you're with in those moments. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, it. and it's just like yesterday. I mean, yeah. I can vividly see all of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Sam and Linda, man, I really appreciate you guys hey, taking time out of your day you. to, uh, to hop on here. I know you're busy and, and so, uh, I'll make sure that, uh, I, I keep preaching the old barn word, the gospel. We appreciate you. We appreciate that. Thank you guys very much for taking time to do this today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. And there you have it. Huge shout out to Sam and Linda. Uh, They are really busy people. And so I really appreciate them taking time out of their day to listen to this podcast. Good luck with everything that you guys are doing over there. They put out absolute quality taxidermy uh, especially if you're a whitetail guy in the midwest i mean i drive an hour and a half to get to them to go drop off my deer and pick them up they i would probably go three or four hours maybe even longer to to drive to get that kind of quality i have had some work done in the past by other taxidermists and the really big defining moment for me was the detail the amount of detail that they put into every head versus what other people don't do uh man i I, i'm gonna continue to go back to old barn until until they do me wrong and and i know linda and sam and they're not going to do that right so um if you're looking for uh, a stone cold taxidermist man you got to go check out old barn in fort madison iowa Huge shout out to Tethered, Wasp, Vortex, Ozonics, Code Blue, The Woodman's Pal, and Huntworth. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. And uh, last but not least, man, we got to talk about those good vibes. So good vibes in, good vibes out, and we will talk to you next time. Oh, wear your safety harness too. Boom. Boom.